by this time they had surrounded Electron. They were clearly, uh, their focus was to disrupt, not allow me to speak. I guess the only thing I could get out was that I'm running for governor for the state of Michigan. You know, we're not just distracted driving these days. We're distracted living, and the scammers know it. Obviously, we have to deal with nuclear waste storage, but the Great Lakes are a unique asset. It's the greatest source of fresh water known to humankind. You're listening to Pod Suey, the week's top stories served a la carte. Subscribe at thegreatvoice.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Over 14,000 Haitian migrants crammed under an overpass in Del Rio last week after trekking across multiple countries in hopes of gaining entry into the United States. The mass migration began largely after a 2010 earthquake that made the country unlivable for many of its citizens and has been exacerbated by more natural disasters and political unrest over the past decade. The Biden administration has come under fire for their handling of the humanitarian crisis. Homeland Security is claiming that Haitian refugees are being deported, while a report from the Associated Press says that they are being transported to a number of states with a notice to appear in front of an immigration judge. Jackie Heinrich has been covering the story for Fox News, and she appeared on The Guy Gordon Show. How do they reconcile what looks, at least on the face of it, could only be called a lie? Well, it's it's hard to determine. I mean, that's what our frustration is here. Uh, just as a little snapshot of you know how difficult it is to get answers. Um, you had the uh, Homeland Security Secretary Americas on the Hill uh, for the last you know two days. He was asked by the senators in the first day of hearings uh, how many migrants. Uh, Haitian migrants are coming across the southern border. Couldn't deliver that answer. You would think that the next day he'd be prepared with that answer when he faced the House. Uh, still didn't have that answer. So we asked the White House yesterday, uh, hello, w- what is that number? And they, of course, pointed us back to DHS, but then said they would try to get us numbers later on in the afternoon. Of course, that didn't happen until this morning when we got a statement with a, a, a some numbers that are just sort of hard to parse out. So uh, they say that, you know, 1,400 or so migrants have been expelled back. There are these flights that have been happening. Uh, and then 3,200 have been moved from the Del Rio camp to CBP custody or elsewhere to be expelled, they say, via Title 42 or placed into removal proceedings. So we can gather that they are in some stage of their exit from the U.S. Uh, They also said, DHS, that fewer than 5,000 remain in that camp area in the Del Rio sector. Uh, Mm. That does not seem to account for the 14,000 or so that were estimated by uh, Texas officials to be in that area. So it just leaves us with a lot of questions on, you know, what is the count? Uh, do you have a daily count? <laughs> and when do you get the daily count? Is that a lagging statistic? And uh, what happened to the others that, that are not accounted for when, you know, these numbers just don't add up? Well, and we're also hearing from former DHS officials saying, look, I, I had those numbers at my fingertips. That is a database that's easily accessible. Those are numbers that they should have. Um, isn't that a violation, though? If they were releasing these refugees into the interior, and heaven knows, you can't help but have compassion for these people after what they've gone through in their home country. But uh, if you release them into the interior, that would seem to be a violation of Title 43 and the pandemic protocols. Is anybody talking about that? Well, they they have different sets of criteria. Um, you know, we've heard that people who are 
you know, family units are not subject to Title 42 or not, or not being expelled via Title 42, typically also pregnant women, women who claim that they're pregnant are not being expelled via Title 42. So there are some ways that migrants get around that health order. Um, and then also there are various stages of the you know, hearing process. And I think the administration sort of loosely talks about procedure a lot to cover all of their bases uh, by saying, you know, they're going through various stages of applying for asylum. And so they're released into the community as they're going through that process, or they are, you know, in the deportation process, and maybe they're not being housed uh, by CBP or ICE, but, you know, they're, they're somewhere else along the way. So it's just, you know, they take the 30,000 foot view a lot, and it, it doesn't always square with the images that you're seeing from the ground. Former Detroit Police Chief James Craig was shouted down by protesters during his gubernatorial announcement last week on Belle Isle, forcing him to change locations to declare his candidacy. Chief Craig joined Paul W. Smith and gave his account of the events. The hypocrisy is alive and well, you know, and what I mean is I have a right to free speech, and certainly uh, after last year's uh, days and weeks of protest, you know, most of it was incident-free. Uh, there was disruption uh, to our communities, streets taken over. But despite that, uh, we certainly gave uh, protesters an opportunity uh, to free, free speech, even though there were things they said that we, did, we didn't agree with. Uh, and that's what America's all about. Uh, but what they did is showed what they're really about. Uh, but equally troubling, Paul W., uh, there was conversation between the campaign and DNR uh, after a permit was taken out. Information was relayed that uh, Detroit will breathe would be present. And they said, hey, no worries. Basically, and I'm, I'm summarizing it, uh, no worries, we have it. Uh, we do this all of the time. But that's clue one, do what all of the time? Because I don't know how many protests are on Bell Isle, but uh, honestly, I don't know. So we do this all the time. We got this. So it was clear to me when uh, we arrived at the location and we saw the protesters or Detroit will be staged up, uh, there was no presence of DNR at all. Hmm. And so a number of calls were made uh, unsuccessfully. Uh, finally, well into the event, before I got up to the lectern, and by this time they had surrounded the lectern. They were, clearly, uh, their focus was to disrupt, not allow me to speak. I guess the only thing I could get out was that uh, I'm running for governor for the state of Michigan. I said that twice. Clearly, the, the group that was there became increasingly agitated. Uh, you saw the pictures. I don't have to uh, you know, go through what took place at that point. Uh, but the best decision for me at that point was to exit the location uh, so there wouldn't be an incident. We didn't want to escalate the incident. Right. But shameful that no law enforcement showed. And then when one DNR officer did show, he had a brief conversation with compa com the campaign staff and then drove off. I, I got to tell you something, Paul. W. Now, you know, as the chief of police in Detroit and the other cities that where I led police department, you know, I never let partisan politics get in the way of providing safety to its residents. And certainly uh, we've had opportunities to provide a presence uh, to any elected officials, any candidate 
particularly when we knew there was the potential for a problem. Point in case, Rashida Tlaib. Uh, you know, she was threatened at one point, I remember. Uh, we made sure that she was safe. We certainly put special attention on her residence. Uh, and it's no secret that we've not always, I don't know if we've ever agreed on anything, but we've, we've not agreed, but uh, person politics aside, being a professional and a leader is critical. Well, and listen, what happened I, and, was and, wrong. And let me just say, with, with what happened with you, I fully, uh, I, just as much as I uh, say you have a right to speak, they have a right to protest. What they don't have a right to do is to be able to, to surround you within fist length while you're on a podium after you have a permit to be there to do your presentation. That's what they're not allowed to do. That's what bothered me the most. A bipartisan group of 20 U.S. House representatives is calling on the Biden administration to block a Canadian nuclear waste organization from building a storage facility near the shores of Lake Huron. Congressman Dan Kildee introduced the resolution and he talked to Chris Renwick. I will say we've kind of been through this before. I led the effort that, again, in that instance was also bipartisan uh, to stop uh, the placement of a deep geological reserve for uh, low and mid-level nuclear waste on the shores of Lake Huron. That that happened over the last seven or eight years, and we succeeded. We were able to, to stop that. Now we're talking about highly uh, radioactive waste, and so we expect that we'll get a lot of support for this. But, you know, obviously we're asking our own administration to go through the proper channels and engage the Canadian government and encourage them to find a better site. I mean, obviously we have to deal with nuclear waste storage. But sure. the Great Lakes are a unique asset. It's the greatest source of fresh water known to humankind. And that's why what you'll see here, and I think this is really important, Democrats and Republicans, people who disagree mm-hmm. on lots of things, coming together to propose this resolution um, to just do the things we have to do to protect this incredible resource that we have, not just now, but for hundreds of years into the future. I think it's a, it's a moment that we didn't want to let pass without people knowing about it, because in this really divisive time that we're in right now, it's nice to know that when something as precious as the Great Lakes is, is potentially threatened, that Democrats and Republicans can put aside their differences and and work together, and that's what we're seeing. And look, you know, the other thing it's important to point out, can, the Canadian government, the Canadian people, they're our friends, they're our neighbors, they're our cousins, um, and they're great allies. But there are certain times when we have to assert our interests, and the concern here is that while a community in Canada may see the economic benefit of a facility like this, they can't limit the risk to the place that receives the economic benefit. The risk is to the entire Great Lakes ecosystem. Uh, and so what we're simply saying is in the vast land mass that comprises Canada, there must be a better location than something in the Great Lakes Basin. And, and the other point, this is kind of an important historic point, 40 years ago, 40 years ago, the United States uh, was looking for permanent waste repositories, looking for a place to permanently store our nuclear waste. And one of the sites being considered was in the St. Lawrence Seaway Basin. And it was then the Canadian government who said to us, you know, as a friend, 
we prefer, much prefer, you not locate nuclear waste so close to a shared water source. And to the credit of the American government, we said, you know, you're right. That doesn't make sense. We won't do it. The Canadian government was right in, 19, in the 1980s. The U.S. government was right to listen to them. And we think now that the shoe is on the other foot, we're owed the same courtesy. You may have noticed a steady decrease in robocalls over the past several years, but an increase in spam texts to take their place. Hackers, spammers, and scammers have found a way around the do-not-call list, and Susan Tompor from the Detroit Free Press tells Kevin Dietz all about it. I talked with one reader today who said uh, he received a text that was somewhat interesting where they were trying to verify his address. So they texted him and said, is this the right address? So they had his uh, phone number, his cell phone, and he was a little disturbed you know, that somehow the scammers were connecting uh, his address somehow. Of course, he had deleted it, um, which is a good thing. That's what we're being told, you know, just delete these uh, texts. Or if you want, you know, forward them to the, uh, a company that, uh, like AT&T. Uh, I wrote a, a little bit about an AT&T scam a li- little bit back where they were supposedly going to give you a refund. Now um, the Better Business Bureau is warning about a Verizon uh, text where it says, um, there's a COVID refund where Verizon would be giving out $900, $950 um, to all users of the service. Well, of course, that doesn't make a uh, darn bit of sense, right? Um, but, uh, you know, we get tempted, and sometimes we're just terribly distracted. Um, I think, you know, we're not just distracted driving these days. We're distracted living, and the scammers know it. So uh, they'll be sending you texts pretending to be from Hulu, saying Hulu's going to give everyone a one-year uh, free subscription to help you stay at home. Of course, you click on those links, and it leads to all sorts of trouble. Um, the folks at Perg have told me that, you know, part of this is because you and I have talked about robo robocalls before and how there's this crackdown. But part of it is um, there's really uh, not much being done right now to block these texts at this point. Um, so the companies, uh, you know, phone companies don't have to block them, and some of these spam apps don't really help uh, filter the texts. Um, there could be some more advancement ahead, but we're starting to see this uptick. Uh, she mentioned to me that RoboKiller, um, which is a robocall filtering company, said consumers received 7.65 billion spam text messages in August, and that was up 8% from June. So um, if, you're, if you're starting to think you're getting a few more of these, you're not imagining things, that's exactly what's happening. That'll do it for Podsui this week. For full podcasts or anything else you might have missed, go to thegreatvoice.com. See you next time.